Hello and welcome to episode 210 of the Punter Podcast. I'm Chris Barnett. Another great day's racing on Friday at Royal Ascot. A couple of Group 1s for us to look forward to with a very exciting and one of my favourite races of the week, the Commonwealth Cup, one of the highlights of the day. And the Phillies get their chance as well in the Coronation Stakes, which is held during the afternoon on Friday at Royal Ascot. City AM Racing Editor Bill Esdale, he's at the track all week and he previews all of Friday's action. And we'll also hear from the totes Jamie Hart, who talks about Whirlpool. And he explains how you can get involved with the Whirlpool markets, whether you're at home watching online or on TV or at the track in Royal Ascot. So let's join Bill Esdale. He's at Royal Ascot all week. We're recording Friday's episode here on the Wednesday morning. So let's have a look back before we look forward. And Bill Bradsall, he must be on your Christmas list. You advised him at 40 to 1. I think he went up for like 14 or 16 in the end. A great win in the King's stand. Congratulations. That was an absolutely great shout. Yeah, that was great. That was good. It was a nice piece of gold amongst the wreckage and the other stuff. Um, but it's, it's the nature of the beast. It's such a hard place to find winners ask it. But no, that, that was a great start to the first day. Well, moving on for this week then, looks like the weather set fair. I know you had that deluge on Tuesday morning, but no rain really to report since then. Doesn't look like too much is coming for the rest of the week. So what are you expecting the ground to be like by Friday? Yeah, it should be quick ground by Friday. I mean, we're we're good on a straight course now. It's drying out all the time. We've got Wednesday, Thursday's racing before before Friday. And with the weather set fair, there could be watering come Thursday night easily. Uh, it's just it's warm. Weather, there's blue sky, a few, few clouds, but yeah, it's going to burn through. And I think um, I think we're looking at fast ground at the end of the week. Now, on Friday, we've got a couple of Group 1s to look forward to. I'm really looking forward to the Commonwealth Cup at 3.05. And we've also got the coronation for the Phillies at 4.20. So uh, there's some really good races. And, and some of the fields are really quite large, aren't they? 22, 18, 30 runners. You know, it's going to be another tough day to find winners. Yeah, no, it always is tough. Even the small field races are tough as well. Uh, and Whirlpool's in town again, so we should have some um, big pots to try and try and land with some big big payouts on on the Whirlpool. But yeah, the big fields, big field races are going to make life tough for punters. But we'll give it a go. We'll hear from Jamie Hart from the tote later on about the Whirlpool racing on Friday in the markets and some little clues from him later on on the podcast as we have done. All throughout the week. Let's start then on Friday afternoon at 2.30 with the six furlong Albany Stakes. It's a group three for the two-year-old fillies. So this one's nice and easy to get you underway, Bill. We've got Carla's Way. She won her race. So did Soprano. Carla's Way for the Chrisfords. Soprano won at Newmarket for George Bowie. Roger Varian's got Jabara. Guess what? She won her race as well. And they only had one each. Navassa Island. Comes over from Ireland. She was second at Nace on her only start. And there are obviously others in there in what looks like a field of around about 18 for this race. Again, impossible, really, to figure out which is the best winner of the winners we've seen so far. Yeah, totally. I mean, there's eight of the 18 of any race, the once and won the once. So you literally are playing a guessing game as to what's the best piece of form on offer. Um, two at the top of the market. The favourite is likely to be Carla's Way. For the Christmas who ran out a really impressive debut on 
you know, at Doncaster um, in the beginning of the month. Uh, that's, you know, she's by Star Spangled Banner. She stays well. That was over six and a half. She deserves to be favourite. She's three to one. She's drawn two, so she's over on the far side. And her big market rival is Soprano, the kind of talking horse of George Bowie's that um, he was very bullish about her and how much weight she's put on since her debut success. She won at Newmarket back in May and the runner-up Midnight Affairs been out since and bolstered the form. So that looks rock solid. Look, they're split on either sides of the tracks. They're very smart. Um, on the first day, everyone said you want to be drawn low. There's a suggestion that ahead of Wednesday's racing, you want to be drawn high. I mean, it's a bit of a guessing game, so they're spread all over the track. Um, look, I think they're both going to be involved, but you've got two other smart fillies drawn low. Matrika from last year's winner. Yeah, no, Brian Stable. Um, she's by no name ever, and she got the job done first time up. Um, doesn't appear to be a superstar, but often they can slip through the radar at Ballydoyle. She's one to factor in. But my selection, I'm going to go for Navassa Island. Um, but slightly underrated horse that was beaten first time out um, at Nace, but really caught the eye running on behind Porta Fortuna. Um, that was a hell of a run. Got very close um, to that one. Uh, flying late on. Um, just denied. Had traffic problems. And um, the O'Callaghan team, they're very, very good at betting one uh, for Ascot and yeah, Namaster Island around seven, eight to one uh, appeals to me. It's the each way value in the race. As I say, I'm really looking forward to the second race on Friday, three oh five. The Six Furlong Commonwealth Cup is a Group One, and and the top of the market. These are the horses that have tried themselves over a mile, didn't really last that long, and have now dropped back in distance. Horses like Little Big Bear, who was nowhere near anyone in the 2000 guineas having getting bumped into came out at haydock dropped back to six and one beat should have been a ring by a length and a quarter terrific performance from him and his trainer of course aiden o'brien sakir also didn't really appreciate the mile when running at newmarket in that guineas he drops back to six and roger varian's always held him in very high regard maybe he is a sprinter Lazoo, that was eighth in the uh, 1,000 guineas, a new market. That was over a mile. She previously won over six furlongs a couple of times, a new market, and Ascot, and Noble Styles in there for Charlie Appleby as well. I guess the expert over this trip is Shaquille for Judy Camacho, who's won his last three races, and all of those, in fact, four in a row now, all of them over six furlongs. He's a specialist. But those dropping back in trip prove a pretty high marker, don't they, Bill? Yeah, they do. And you, like you said, you've got those guinea horses like Little Big Bear and Noble Style and Sakir all coming back with a, that touch of class. Uh, Little Big Bear would be a real warm order here. It's going to be hard to beat. Uh, look, he did have a, a massive draw bias to help him along at Haydock last time, but he still won in pretty convincing style. Um, he's a horse we know handles. The track he won here this meeting last year beat Rocket Rodney in the Winter Castle, so he's got blistering pace. He stays six furlongs is right. Stable already been amongst the winners this week, so there's not what's there not to like about him. The price, I suppose, is the only thing. Um, it's it's a really good race. He's drawn in trap two. Whether that's the right place to be or the wrong place to be remains to be seen. Um, so much pace all the way across the track here. It's hard to. It's hard to, to tell, really. Um, Noble Star was a bit disappointing last time, but he'll take a step forward. Um, 
Sakir has loads of quality. Um, he looks the biggest danger on paper to Little Big Bear, but he's pretty short enough for one that was a bit disappointing in the Guineas. But he's a flashy, really nice type. We know he's the apple of uh, Rosavarian's eye, so we know Sakir's going to be involved in the finish here. And um, Shaquille, the horse you mentioned, ridden by Ishii Murphy, uh, rattled off a sequence. Uh, as long as he behaves himself and goes in the stalls and knows she can settle him, he's probably the value. Look, I think those are the leading three. That's who you could throw into, um, dropping back in trip. Um, I'm going to go with Shaquille as an each-way alternative to the big two. Um, I think he's got lots of, lots to like about him. I think he can get 10 to 1 each-way, number 8, Shaquille. And then from a Whirlpool, Quinella point of view, I'll probably put Shaquille in with Lazoo and maybe Shakir and hope that we can get a little big bear to bomb out. But I don't, I'm not confident about that, but it's probably the way to play it on the Quinella front. But my main selection would be Shaquille. So Bill's going for the six furlong specialist in the Commonwealth. We're going to move on to the 340, a mile and a half Duke of Edinburgh stakes. This is a handicap with a maximum field going to post. They're going to be six to one the field, maybe. Al Nafir, Charlie Appleby, William Buick having to uh, go for the handicap routes now to get some Royal Ascot winners, maybe. Well, this was one at Newmarket, but we haven't seen him since October. He's been gelded since, and he's the son of Dubawi. We've got uh, two Messiah's Fox in there for Andrew Balding in the King Power Colours. That's going for a hat-trick, having won his last two races. Nagano's in there for Roger Varian, a winner at Goodwood two runs ago. Almeric's had the wind up. It worked because he came out and he won on uh, his race previous to this one at Doncaster by a neck for Roger Varian as well. And there are others in this one that would, we will have had a look at. Duke of Edinburgh Stakes. How did you see this one, Bill? Yeah, always, always a difficult race, and it's 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 weird here because you can imagine a low draw is what you want. You actually want a high draw to stay out of traffic and to peel off round the top of them and, and, and get a party in chapel. Um, I thought this was really hard. Um, Tumius Fox is the obvious one. He looks a group horse in the making. Being gelded has kind of turned his life around, and he's on a steep but upward curve, drawn plenty low enough in trap six, and he'll be skinny enough because of his potential, but. Be no surprise if there is a handicap blot in there. It might still be him. Even though he's rated 104, he could be heading towards group races in the future, and he, he looks really smart. Um, ground is like to dry out. It won't be that fast by then. Um, it'll still be okay for him. Um, he finished sixth to Secret State uh, in the King George, the fifth handicap last year. That was off a mark of 84. And here we are, 20 pounds higher, so... But it's no easy thing, but he's 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 a definite contender. Uh Nugano's got a two year absence to overcome, but Roger Farian obviously rates him and the fire still burns. He's got bits of form that are really good. He beat Siskini uh Goodwood uh a mile and a half um back in twenty twenty one. That's very good form. And uh, he's he's a player if he can bounce back, he's probably one to keep on side when it comes to Cronulla's, but I'm going to go for a couple of big prices or biggish prices. I like Live Your Dream. Uh, Danny Tato riding for Saibin Surah from Trap 18. Ran very well last time, was second to Kuna Nimbus at Haydock uh, for Mark of 100, with only a couple of pounds higher. But that was definitely a really good run. Um, kept on really well. I like the fact that he stays the, t- the trip well. is previously been competing over much further. And I think Live Your Dream can run a really good race here for Tony Tupo and Sabin Sura, maybe 12 or 14 to 1. 
And the other one to go for is Akita Sushi. Uh, Ryan Moore rides for Joseph O'Brien. This is a horse that's another one that can run in all sorts of trips over two miles or less. Um, we saw him, he was third over one mile six at Ascot last year when given a fair bit to do off 104. Back a couple of pounds um, lower in the weight, um, drawn in the middle of the pack, and Ryan Moore will weave his way through. I think he'll run well. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll go for those two. Live your dream and Akita Sushi. And I'd probably throw Nagana in for a Cronella for the maximum payout. The second group one on Friday is the Coronation Stakes. It's run over a mile. And uh, it is, for the Phillies, a small field going to post. But as Bill said, even the small fields are pretty hard to pick out the winners. Although this one, I think we've got a pretty uh, solid favourite that really hasn't done an awful lot wrong. Tahira comes over from Ireland for Dermot Weld, having won her first two races. She was beaten by Morge in the 1,000 guineas in England, went back home to Ireland and won the Irish 1,000 guineas, beating Meditate, who she's beaten twice now. Meditate's coming back for the third time for Aidan O'Brien, but uh, can she ever get past Tahira? So far, she hasn't. Queen for You is going to be in the mix for John and Thady Gosden. She's had two runs, the daughter of Kingman, one on debut at Ascot, and was a shorthead second uh, up at York over the mile back in mid-May, not too long ago. Sands of Heaven comes from Ireland for Jessica Harrington. Comra, another Irish rider for Jim Bolger, who's got William Buick on board. And Mama's Girl for Richard Hannon in the Ammo Racing Colours. Remarquee's also in this race, for Rafe Beckett. But um, I think when you tipped her up last time, she needed a bit, a bit of cut in the ground, and she's not going to get that on Friday. Yeah, it's um, it's a tricky, tricky race, this race, as you'd imagine. Um, Tahira is very short. She's the most likely winner. She doesn't want the ground to dry out too much. And by Friday, it might start to dry out. It won't be quick, quick ground. It'll probably just be good with potential good firm patches appearing. Um, but the faster the ground, the better it is for her main market rival, Meditate. And the softer it is, well, the more give there is, the better it is for Tahira. I think they're the two standout fillies, to be honest. Uh, Queen for you could take a big step forward and Remarque and Sound of Heaven, but they're all not quite in the same class. Um, Tahira should get the job done. I think Meditate will get close to her. Um, yeah. And if the word firm appears and they're going, could even beat her, but I don't think she she will quite be good enough to, to beat Tahira, who I think will just be a winning favourite in the Coronation Stakes. She certainly is a class act, and she's, as I said, not done anything wrong. Maud, she doesn't run. She was due to run, but she got an injury uh, for Saeed, so that's a bit of a disappointment. But Tahira going to be a short price favourite for that race. At five o'clock, it's the Phillies again, this time a handicap over the mile, the straight mile in the Sandringham. And we've got a maximum field here, so a big, big field to look at with horses such as Copies for the Gosdens, who's won two of her three. Jackie O comes over from Ireland, Aidan O'Brien. She's only won on her debut. She's been second and fifth since then. But Mabel Artis is owned by My Racers syndicate. Joseph O'Brien got her to win on the 16th of May in Ireland. Dream of love for Charlie Appleby. Chelsea Green, another syndicate for the Chelsea Thoroughbreds and Hugo Palmer, a winner over a mile at Newmarket. Andrew Bald has got Judd Mont's copy artist in this race as well. This one looks very, very tricky. Do you not find horses like the youngsters, I mean, these are going to be three-year-olds, running over the straight mile, it's even more difficult for them than having a bit of a turn in the race. 
yeah, this is a really, really difficult race. And, you know, you, you often get classy types that emerge at the top here. And Coppis will be favourite. She's the most likely winner. Um, there was talk of her being a potential Guineas contender before she bummed out in the um, nail win back in April. But she went and won an egg and spoon race on the all-weather <laughs> over a mile to prove that that was just a, a ground thing. And we saw Soul Sister doing the same thing. She she kind of bombed out in Newbury and then bounced back at York and then won the Oak since. So these Golston fillies can carry on. She's by Kingman. She's bred to be much better than these. And she's got a mark in the 90s. And I can see why they've gone down the handicap route with her. She's drawn 25. Whether that's any good or not, we don't know. Um, it potentially, as the week unfolds, it might well be the place to be. And um, drawn against the standside rail, but that could come, come back to bite me in the arse. But I think Coppers is probably the most likely winner. She's not much surprised. She's around 5, 6 to 1. Um, I do like Jackie O, who's around 9, 10 to 1 for the O'Brien team. Um, they often run a good one in this race. And... I like Jackie O. She ran really well in the Irish Guineas on just a third ever start, um, dropping back in trip behind Tahira. Um, she proved that the first time she met decent surface. Um, she's immaculately bred. She's by Galileo out of Jacqueline Quest, the Guineas winner. And look, she's just beginning to get her act together. And she's got a mark of 102. And rather than throwing her in the coronation like lots of people would, they're throwing her in here. And I think she's the value at 10 to 1. Uh, nine to one, whatever it is. Um, I think she's the value call. So I'm going to go with Jackie O each way. And um, I will probably play a Quinella with Copice because I think that she's just going to have to be in in the mix. And then in terms of finding another one, potentially at a, at a big prize, Chelsea Green, um, who did us a favour a few weeks back. I think she, she can run well as well. But yeah, those would be the three for me. Really tricky race, that one at five o'clock. On Friday afternoon. Now the five thirty-five has uh, cut up badly, numbers-wise. Only six of them due to go to post now in the King Edward the Seventh Stakes. This is a Group Two over a mile and a half, and we bring the Derby form in here. King of Steel, who was second behind August Rodan in the Epsom Derby, is going to be a pretty short price favourite for Roger Verdin and Kevin Stott in the Ammo Colours. Aiden brings over Continuous from Ireland, who hasn't really done a lot in his last couple of races, um, having stepped up in trip from seven furlongs in a mile where he won both his first two starts. A rest goes here for John Gosden and Frankie de Torre for Judmont. He was uh, in the derby, 10th of 14, so a long way back. And Dubai Mile, I just didn't think stayed in the derby. I'm amazed that they're keeping Dubai Mile and indeed possibly a rest as well over this mile and a half trip. If King of Steel turns up again in derby form, he's going to win it. But could that just been a one-off that it was on the day at Epsom and things all went for him? Yeah, it's a funny, it's a funny little crappy race because the obvious one was King of Steel, and he is the most likely winner. And if you take the form literally, he was the only one that gave the derby winner a race. That was a hell of a first run. He's going to be eleven to ten or even one favourite. But who could possibly beat him? Because Continuous is just a disappointing horse. Ran well in the Dante and then not so well in the French Derby. But he's got to prove he stays and he's got to take a big step forward. Um, the rest, as you say, is we want the grounds to get too quick. Um, they're going to chance him on hope, hope the ground on the, on, the, on the round course on Friday. Still got good and no, no quicker in. But, you know, he's better than he showed last time. Um he could have gone to the Irish Derby. He'd just be a good flat flat track horse with a bit of cut in the ground. Um, he stayed really well at Chester. Um, 
might even go forward in this in, in this race. Artistic Star ran okay in the um, in the Derby. Um, was finished seventh that day. That was a big step forward. Um, a bit short of room. Kept on a bit. Um, he's probably the value uh, in a Cronello and King of Steel. I'd say. Uh, I'd expect King of Steel to be too good for these though. So, yeah, I play King of Steel in the Cronello with Artistic Star, and um, hope they come out one and two. Okay, looks like a tricky day's racing on Friday, doesn't it? Really. Let's have a go at the final race. <laughs> yeah, every day's tricky, but Friday seems to be in particular. So many question marks about some of these. Um, final race on Friday, 10 past six, five furlong sprint, the Palace of Holyrood House Stakes. And we've got a massive field in here as well. Big old maximum field of 28 with some reserves hanging in there. Uh, now, most of the talk in the previews, and I know, appreciate it's not quite Cheltenham preview when we go to Royal Ascot. There's a couple of them that go around. But it seems to me, from what I've heard, that everybody was mentioning Conquistador for George Bowie, in particular the trainer, who's won two in a row now. They're at Wolverhampton and at Lingfield. This is Royal Ascot. He's number 28 on the card. He's drawn in 17, and he's going to go off the favourite, a clear favourite, it would appear, in a race as wide open as this. Now, Frankness is in there for Andrew Balding and the Jeff Smith colours. He won a good one over six. Radio Gugu's won four in a row now for David Evans. He knows how to get a Royal Ascot sprinter ready. Azure Angel for Roger Varian. Danger Alert, another George Bowie horse. And Harry Brown's in there as well. So too, recent winner, Tattersall. Now, this Conquistador, is this the talking horse on Friday, Bill? No, definitely got a chance. I felt the bottom two were the most interesting ones. I always like in this race, I like um, horses that have been running over six furlongs dropping back so they get home. I don't mind all weather form because it kind of seems to correlate with Ascot. So, yeah, Conquistador was definitely probably top of the shortlist because he's definitely well handicapped off a mile of 86. And that's the key. You know, you look at towards the top of this race, this this kind of US Navy flag gelding of... Is, is carrying eight stone seven and you go towards the top of the weights and you've got horses carrying nine stone nine so goes to the 102 it's just a it's just a handicap thing and sneaks in on 28 it's got a reputation at senior great jockey booking it's around six seven to one it's got to be in the quinella it's probably the main selection i like the horse just above it too tawala charlie fellows is a great record on the straight course and that's good jamie spencer will be riding this cold stay six furlongs well again all weather form <laughs> won its last two coming <clears throat> coming into form. Uh, I think this will run well. Um, but look, it's it's a bit lottery. Harry Brown's a horse of Simcott, Haley Turner rides the straight course well. Those are probably the three I'd play in the Quinella. I'd probably play Conquistador, Tawala, and Harry Brown in the Quinella. And um, close my eyes and hope for the best. So there are Bill Esdale's selections for Friday afternoon at Royal Ascot. All week we've been hearing from the totes Jamie Hart, who's been explaining how you can get involved with the Whirlpool markets. And they're available on all five days at Royal Ascot this year. So I spoke to Jamie Hart earlier on in the week and asked him how to get involved with Whirlpool and the international flavour that these markets offer. 
it's a global event. The best thing about the Whirlpool is everybody from every corner of the world seems to be one, getting getting their money into it. There are actually 28 countries betting into the Whirlpool. The most significant ones for people to think about when they're looking at the runners. Uh, Hong Kong, uh, that's the biggest part of the pool. France, the PMU is also significant. Australia, we've got a good few Australian representatives this week. And the, and the USA, of course, the Wesley Wards, and we've got a couple of other trainers as well sending stuff over from the USA. Yeah. So, Hong Kong, France, Australia and USA. Think about those because they are all betting into the world pool. So if if you have a fancy that isn't one of the from one of those uh, countries, then the chances are you're better off betting it on the world pool. Of course, it's always great to find winners. It's always tough to find winners, though, at a venue like Royal Ascot. But with the world pool market, you don't have to actually find a winner to get a winning bet. Talk us about some of the bet types. They're called Quinella, they're swingers, the trifectas. Certainly, the, the, you know, the, the swinger, you don't need to back the winner of the race to have a winning bet. No, I always like to think of the swinger as kind of an each-way forecast. It's kind of because it gives you extra play. So the swinger, uh, it, over in Hong Kong, they call it the Quinella place, but it is the swinger. We do have the swinger over here. It's never really been very as popular here, but it's the most popular bet in Hong Kong. On the world pool, 20, well, 24.6% of the money is on the swinger and 24.3% is on the Quinella. So two bets that aren't really engaged with in the UK, a half of that total, that 30 million, half of it will be in, in the swinger and the Quinella. So the swinger is picking two horses to come in the first three. So it can be any two. You can be second and third, first and third, first and second. Basically, if you have two fancies, put them in a swinger and you get paid if they come in the first three. The Quinella, for those as old as me, they'll remember the tote used to do the dual forecast. Dual forecast, yes. It is basically the dual, the old dual forecast. It's it's one and two, but in any order. So don't don't kind of go to those markets last. They are half of the total pool, those two markets on their own. So if you're looking at a little bit of value, and this is something I do, quite often you'll look in the win, the win market, and you'll see something that you fancy, particularly a, a British horse, um, that might not be picked up internationally. It could be paying double the win price you know, eight minutes out. Now, of course, everybody with an internet connection can tell that it shouldn't be that price. So people file mm-hmm. in on the win book, on the win book uh, and, and, it get, and it will still pay more, but it, will be, it won't be paying double. You, don't, you know, you see these big prices just a little, a few minutes out, but they don't stay because of, there's so much flow going in trying to correct it. But that's in the win market. Those horses in the Quinella and the Quinella place remain backed like a 20 to 1 chance if they're a 10 to 1 chance so the value remains in those pools so if you do see one that's overpaying that you like don't just back it to win do back it to win of course if you want to but also throw a little bit in there with the quinellas and the quinella pace because that's where the real value will remain how do we bet into the whirlpool if we're at home we're watching it we're listening to it how do we do it online and if we go and we're lucky enough to be at royal ascot how do we do it on track okay well it's, it's pretty simple so um, I think most most companies uh, are plugged into the tote, so you should be able to. If you choose tote for your option in most of the most of the betting companies, then you will be betting straight into the world pool. If you want to get a, a bit better value than just just the standard uh, world pool price, if you come if you do go into Tote Co UK, the the British tote, we're we're the conduit into the world pool, so you don't have to go anywhere special. It's just on the normal tote site. Right. Um, and but with us, you get you get the best of either the world pool plus ten percent, or the SP, whichever's better. So there's so there's enormous value in there if you bet if you are sitting at home and you're betting on your uh, on your mobile or you're betting on your laptop. 
then come to Tote Co UK or tote.ie if you're listening in Ireland and you'll be betting straight into the whirlpool, but you'll be getting even bet, better dividends than they're getting on course. If you're on course, then you get you just bet with bet with um, Ascot. It's branded up bet with Ascot, but um, they're tote tills behind there and you get you bet straight into the whirlpool uh, at Ascot. There were some really good races on Friday at Royal Ascot. The Commonwealth Cup certainly being one of them with Little Big Bear in there and Sakir. Uh, you mentioned earlier on in the week that Hong Kong owners will be popular. And I think Lazoo is owned by, a, partly owned by a Hong Kong owner in Mark Chan, who's uh, based over there a lot of the time. Shaquille's in that race as well. So would would Lazoo be a popular bet, do you think, for the, the Whirlpool market up against Little Big Bear, who, who just looks like a world beater, doesn't he? It's, it's a hard one, this, because Mark Chan will definitely get his interview. Um, so he'll be talking up Lazoo. He's also got a good string in um, Australia as well. So he's, he's you know, heavily influential internationally in the in the bloodstock and uh, racing market so it's, it's a tough i think i think lazoo will be shorter um than he is with british bookies on the tote but i i think little big bear could be one of those favorites that the market really gets behind i think he'll be i, I think he'll be kind of 10 to 11 on the day um on the tote 10 to 11 even money so i'd be looking if you're looking at anything outside the lazoo and little big bear there could be some massive prices on off here. Noble Star is, is tends to be um, un, uh, unpopular uh, on the on the world pool. Sakir came seventh, didn't look particularly great. We all know it was, it was ground, the ground and the distance really kind of didn't suit him at all in the guineas. He could easily bounce back, but you know the, the international market when they've got ten minutes to make up their mind tend to quickly discount horses. So. If you're looking outside, Little Big Bear and Lazoo, I would say that you have to be playing into the tote. And I'd be looking for some of those outsiders to throw into your Quinella. Jamie Hart from the tote talking about the Whirlpool markets available on all five days at Royal Ascot 2023. That's all from us for today. We'll be back on Friday with our usual look ahead to the weekend's racing, including the final day, Saturday, at Royal Ascot. And we'll also look ahead with Wally Pyra, who joins us to preview Sunday's meeting in Hong Kong. Don't forget to visit the City AM website for all the latest news and horse racing tips. Bill Esdale's got selections up there every day throughout Royal Ascot, so make sure that you have a look on the City AM website. You can follow the podcast on Apple Tunes, Spotify, Amazon Music or Stitcher, and then you'll ensure you get the latest episodes as soon as they're released. Music